Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I hear the There you go. That's all you need to hear. Listen. Damn these Biloxi oh, blues. Oh, it happens hey every night. This morning, my Starbucks, man. Look. Hey, man, Starbucks. That could ever be a friend of mine. No, I have not. Some of these treats me kind of Big fan. Big fan. All my mind. So I bid farewell, putting me my gold. Let me in your gold. Sink. This highway. It's a chorus. Does not know much name. Don't care, no, I don't care. Here we go, here we go. to Luke's way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Oh, he got a voice of an angel. With the white light gypsy getting out of Mississippi just to get to the bar and grill of LBL. I mean, low budget live with Son. a really the low budget live bar and chorus. Dunley's right got some pipes. Freestyled it too, Luke Duncan. I freestyled. Mean, I don't even know what to say about that other than if I knew the words to it, I would have sung along a little bit. But if you ever, well, you just, oh no, no, can like, you tell like who's an LBL fan? I can't. Can, can, I can. David can you Dudley, tell ladies who and gentlemen, is a LBL fan? I can. Singing I just, word for word and freestyling on I the do way. Too. What is I'm, that show on MTV where they freestyle battle each other? <laughs> Uh, Not low budget like verses. Yeah, verses. You know what I'm are we talking about? Do like, are we doing a freestyle battle yeah, right now? Can like, you right, do you one? Oh, yeah. We're going to do a freestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, low oh, budget no. live. Before we get into the freestyle battle, real quick, uh, I am in Texarkana, Texas. This is the podcast for Monday, April 26th. Recording a couple days earlier because I got the Bassmaster Open practice and my dudes, Fat Cat Newton and Double D, David Dudley, who apparently... 
has got the pipes. Yeah. And I didn't know it. No. He brought, he brought it. So now, Dudley, uh, back to the freestyle rap because I don't want to miss an opportunity to get this on camera or sure. audio recorded. What you got? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you a beat and you you freestyle this. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a, a two two hit beat and we're gonna see. Oh, two, you all get, right. So we got two hitter coming in. Slow roller spinner baits, cranking deep diving plugs. Fish is my addiction, that tug is my drug. I wake up in the morning with it on my brain. If I don't go soon, I'm gonna go insane. Baby. Boom goes a dynamite. Never lost a fish fight. Boat flipper, 10 pounders. I wanna catch an ultralight. Back to back classics, 1987. When I die, I'm gonna bass fish in heaven. Live. And viewership just went. I mean, I, yeah, I think the deal with YouTube is you got to keep viewers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned that from uh, Lunkers TV this week at okay. a high school. He said viewer duration is key, and uh, sorry it's not going to be key this week. But I do think that anytime you get David Dudley beatboxing in the big cat oh, dropping bars, I, I don't think that's a bad way I, to kick off. I, I, I concede to that one right there. Dude, that was uh, that was that was fire, as the kids say. Dripping fleek. My lyrics were dripping. Yes, I want to point out Dudley is is drinking straight Coke Zero, Coca Cola. If you'd like to get at us on Low Budget Live, we would greatly appreciate it. But as I said, we are at Texarkana National Professional Fishing League, and I'm leaving here, driving back home, going to Pickwick to the house to fish the Bassmaster Open. So not going to be able to record on Sunday like always. Brought my gear, and I asked my dudes to join me, and here we go. It, listen, I love the Biloxi Blues intro. I hear it from a lot of folks. Fat Cat even gave me a Biloxi Blues shout-out on MPFL Live today, but I think from now on I might isolate that clip <laughs> and that might be the new intro oh, man, do Is David wow. Dudley One of my bass fishing heroes Who I'm glad to call a friend Beatboxing on my podcast It doesn't get a lot better than that There are a lot of fishing podcasts out there guys Y'all know it, I know it But none of them's ever had Dudley beatbox I just like to say that That's a flex That's a flex I don't, I don't know <laughs> if I've ever done it either But when you got Fat Cat sitting beside You got to spice You got to bring it, it. That, That's what I'm here for You got to bring that's it to I'm try to for. keep up with the energy That the Big Cat brings Because we said that earlier, day, dude. It's it's infectious. When you roll up, we were we were giving you a hard time. You couldn't hear it, but I was like, I want to know how do the anglers take it when you roll up? Are they? Do you bring good luck to some? Do you bring bad luck? Have you been asked to leave yet? Not by yet, an dude. They, do you believe it or not? That has not happened yet. Keyword being yet. No, man. Actually. Yeah, man, I'll get welcome with warm arms. And they, man, you brought me good luck. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. We heard somebody say that yesterday. Yeah. Like, dude, you brought me good luck. I paid them. But I know <laughs> you, you slid, <laughs> slid them a little no, bit. No, cool, coin. man. For the most part, I think they just, they like the interaction. They enjoy it. I enjoy interacting with them. And I roll up yeah. on them and give them the space. And I feel weird, like, real talk, like, doing this, like, on the water and this, messing with these guys that they're chasing their share of that 425000 I tread lightly, you know what I mean? And I kind of, I'm learning who I can mess with, who I can't yeah. mess with, and all that. Because it's serious, man. It's all business on the water, but yeah, you bring a break to it, though, man. And you, appreciate that. It's, it's, it's awesome, man. And, and you, uh, I don't know, it's, it's infectious, and I've enjoyed getting to know you better this year. I know Dudley has, too, getting to hang and out. We knew each other before that. Yeah, yeah so much fun, dude. Getting to do what we're but getting to do. building something new together, like, you know, I definitely... Not to get all corny or whatnot, but yeah, it feels good, man. It's like fun. It's, it's, it's fun. It's good stuff. And I tried, so it's cool to have y'all on this podcast because leaving you follow, we all kind of had that feeling. It was like, man, this was a special week. This was fun. And then I came home, did the podcast by myself, and I had Hunter Bogman on that afternoon. Awesome, but trying dude. to explain to people, they're like, ah, Luke, yeah, you're selling us on it, whatever. But 
it's cool hearing you say that. Like we are in this new deal together, yeah. and a lot of people never thought MPFL would have their first tournament, me included. You know, when they made the announcement two years ago, I'm like, yeah, okay. I was kind of skeptical yeah, of the second yeah. tournament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did great. We killed the first one, but like, dude, it's it's new and it's big. It's not some popcorn Mickey Mouse deal. Like, not at all. Especially this. Like when you rolled into Texarkana, the city of Texarkana. Did you expect to pull up to a venue like this and see this? Because it caught me off guard. I'm not yeah. going to lie. It looked like a major concert. You know, like a big it, – it's special. There's no doubt about it. It's a special setup. For a regular event, right, right a regular season bass fishing event, have this drive through way in here at the convention center. It's just – it's crazy. Dude, and, and once again, you're – Opening it up, you know, peeling the back. I was skeptical of that at first because I thought it was going to take forever. Yeah, yeah, But it yeah. actually I seems complete opposite, and it's – The thing about this, I like it. special drive-in weigh-ins up until, up until now with National Professional Fishing League, the only time you had a drive-in weigh-in was something very special. The classic or final the days at the elite. Yeah, or yeah. Fi- like that was the – Okay, you guys are so special. You can drive your truck and boat. The whole give field, the sponsor exposure. Yeah, right, the everybody. Whole field right. is driving their truck and boats up, and it's just you know, it's just a different choice that you know, it's just a different choice that they've elected to use. And not to say any of them are wrong. Yeah, what they yeah. Do. it's not. But it's, it's just a di- it's a it's a difference maker. It's a no, difference maker for the anglers, dude. Right. I it's mean, not a right. It's also wrong. it's a chance for those anglers to get more exposure for their sponsors, and it's also a, another platform to where new sponsors see it and they, they want to participate because they're seen every time. We had a sponsor. We went to dinner with a sponsor last night. Vienna and, sausages. Yeah, Vienna sausages, no. and we appreciate hashtag. No, uh, Big Ken, fully Big loaded. Big Ken from Fully Loaded, and. That was one of the things he just kept talking about was that drive through. He's like, man, it's so cool. You can see the trucks and boats. And I'm like, that's that's a difference maker, you know? So, like you said, thought it would take forever. Really smooth tournament. Dudley, 27 years in the business, though. How smooth is this tournament running? Like I said that at fall, like pretty small on the manpower, you know? They don't have a huge staff like you see a lot of tournaments you and I have been in. I mean – they're pulling it off. Smooth as silk. Like, it, yeah. it really is. Right. Now, I've been, of course, I've seen the evolution Check of, this camera real quick. you know, Get just walking your walking your own bag up to the weigh-in line, you know, uh, at a, at a high, uh, you know, a, a, say a championship to next thing you know, you're driving through the chain or whatever it may be. But anything that you start out new, I will say this. Here's how I can put it. Anything that you start out new, you sound you, much better when you're that close to. You're going to expect hiccups, right? You, you should expect growing pains. You should expect something to go wrong. It's just you, you take that for granted. But from you fall it to here with the way in the drive, like the, I haven't seen a hiccup. No, right? You not know what at I'm all. saying? Like I haven't seen a, a hiccup, and that just comes from preparation. And a hard work organization, organization. too. Holy cow, yeah, Brad you, and the that's crew. What I'm saying. Yeah, it, it, you you can have your ducks in a row and avoid those hiccups if you do everything right. And I haven't seen a hiccup in you know everything they've done so far. So it's yeah, it's been awesome, man. And the communication has been good to keeping everybody in the loop and stay on yeah, the same yeah, page. You're right. like no major surprises, things of that nature. And preparation is key, right? Especially no for an doubt. event this no big doubt. and this important. It's been on point so far. Well, you know what else is on point? 
the sponsors of Low Budget Live. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Right there, Startron kicking ethanol in the teeth and bringing you Low Budget Live for going on four years now. We really appreciate the folks at Startron. Put it in your weed eater. Put it in your three-wheeler. Oh, yeah. Big cat. I sent him some. He uses it in Big Red to she keep her... Pearls like a kit. Yeah. Chainsaw, weed eater. But nothing ruins a good day on the water like an outboard engine that won't run. So drop some ethanol in your tank. Also... Don't drop ethanol in your tank. Drop starch on your tank. Tongue tied. I've only talked for like 12 no, hours No, I was today. about to add on to that. My wood splitter. So my wood splitter, every year when I fire it back up, Issues. Use this. No issues this year. No kidding. Because you, you leave it. You leave it with fuel when in it. it. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. comes up the works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Drop some ethanol in there. Some ethanol. Yeah, Again, yeah, this- kick ethanol in the teeth of starch. Goodness gracious. I haven't had enough. <laughs> I haven't had anything to drink, I swear. I swear. I haven't had anything to drink and haven't had enough water today, apparently, because I'm not firing You're on all cylinders. I'm yeah. not hydrated enough, apparently. But... You can kick ethanol in the teeth <laughs> by using Startron. Sorry, Greg, if you're listening out there. Sims Fishing Products making quality rain gear, which we had to wear at the weigh-in, the drive-through weigh-in today. Got a little dicey out there. Luckily, I had my Pro Dry with me. Threw it on. Hung out there. Me and the big cat eating barbecue sandwiches. Just killing it out there watching the drive-through weigh-in. But I'm here to remind all you low lifers: you get one life. Fish it well. Pro Guide batteries. Been using ProGuide this year. Dudley, I know you know all about battery issues throughout your career. You've had crazy things happen. I have too. This year, I switched to ProGuide. I've had zero issues, and I've even forgot to charge my batteries a few times, which people make fun of me for saying on here. They're like, oh, it's every pro that's trying to sell batteries. But I swear, it's legitimately happened to me a couple times this year. Super impressed with the ProGuide batteries. You can use code LBL10 to get 10% off there. Some of you guys are using that because you're sending me messages on the IG about that. You're commenting. I appreciate it. It definitely does not go unnoticed. And last but not least, the official boat of Low Budget Live, the Express X21, Express building excitement since 1966. And Mr. Clay Connor himself from Express rolled up today and got to see NPFL live behind the scenes. Nice. I'd like to point out, we've had a couple Expresses. <clears throat> we had an Express on camera. A What model did you say, John Paulsini's? It's, a, it's an 07. It's an 07. It's an 07. 17-footer, brought it here from Mississippi. She's bad, though, boy. Oh, yeah, such a slick boat. But he made the uh, – he's he's in contention for the top 10 going into tomorrow. Uh-huh. Caught another good bag today on day two. But not only John Soka. We had two at the first event as well. But John still hanging around. John caught oh, yeah. him again today. Keith Carson, our leader, though, in an aluminum boat, keeping that aluminum train running. We're going to have to get Keith. Aluminum's where it's at these days, man. It is, man. It's been it's been the year of aluminum and pro fishing, to say the least. But I want to thank the fine folks from Express for supporting Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus. And that X-21 is one bad machine. Can't wait to put that sucker to the test on Pickwick Lake next week once again. You probably got the baddest deck in the game. I love it. Yeah, 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 it's cool, man. I get more, qu- dude, like legit. You can't, gas stations, boat yeah. ramps, people are like, dude, it's clean. And it's a sea deck. Once clean. you go, see that, you don't go back to carpet. No, 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 no. We had a guy today, brand new, nice boat carpet. So when the camera guy's getting in the boat, mud all up in the, you know what I mean? It's brand new and just mud just in that. So Dudley, does that bother you? I don't like the mud. Okay. The okay. I really don't. I just, I just every after every tournament, I go home and I take my pressure washer and I pressure wash. Really? Okay. Every single tournament because I can't stand putting my lures down. I might put lay a mag draft down. 
pick it back up and it's dirty dirt grime on it. Uh-uh. And mag drafts are hard to come by. Yeah, I'm not especially paying dollars. Yeah, twenty five dollars <laughs> for it to look like I rolled it in the dirt. So no, that's a good. I, that's a good point. It's something a lot of people see. That's a pro tip right there. Yeah. Clean your carpet, not dirty up your lures. That's and a good. That's a good I get point. There, especially around the right where I know where my lures, I, I hold that pressure washer there longer. You, are you like full pool pressure washing it? A full with the white tip. It'll it'll oh, it'll right. raise the carpet back up too. Make yeah, it look raise good the carpet again. up off the deck if you hit it too hard, <laughs> won't it? Mm-hmm. I, I, but I, I'm thinking about ordering my next boat with no carpet. The, the hardwood floors, you're getting hardwood floors, <laughs> marble <laughs> tile. He is a bass fishing millionaire, fat cat. So I would I'll think granite, time, granite. <laughs> Will a tree, but are you see, so <laughs> not to cut you off, I was making a joke, but you are thinking about sea deck or something like that. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I'm done with the carpet, I'm done with pressure washing. How does that? I don't know. Well, dude, you get, but see, here's the thing with that though pressure wash, you still got a vacuum sometimes with carpet, but dude. That's the thing with the sea deck. I roll up. I just take the hose. That's what I'm saying. Even if you get a bleeder, gold the bleeder situation is a oh, lot easier, yeah, right? Just completely just put a I little mean, water on, scrub salt, it up. Probably 100% of saltwater boats don't have it in it. Absolutely. Anyways, and I loved it. for. I got my, I've had a saltwater boat forever, and I love it. Why is? Why do we? I've hear? always said that. Why do? And people are like, "Oh, it's more. It's it's for quiet." Man, you don't geez. think you got to be quiet slipping Whoa. up on a redfish or a snook on a flat or a bonefish? There ain't no carpet in them boats. Come on, man. And you can but spray you, them out. I guess you understand. I, I, I was thinking from the perspective of having that cushion, the carpet, and everything yeah. standing up there eight hours a day. But now, but see. Sea deck is now a whole lot more relevant oh, and man. seems to absorb shock better. So now that does. Your... But but my thing is on that, like <clears throat> saltwater guys right. put their bodies to the test way more than freshwater oh, they guys. Get their guts standing beat up. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I'm and talking about You're standing place, on that yeah. all day long. I'm like, yeah, I've just never understood yeah. it. But here here's the main reason. And this is a little, in my opinion, some insider Uh-oh. boat builder lingo mm. from being in and out of boat plants. It's to hide ugly. That's the bottom line because a lot of tools in the fiberglass, when they pull those molds out, you do have a lot of ugly, so carpet hides it. Think about fiberglass stress, stress cracks. What happens if you see one on the outside? Oh, and fiberglass stress cracks all the time. You have stress cracks in your boat right now. Everybody I has a fire. I have several stress cracks in my life, but most boats have them, but carpet hides the majority of them, right? So, especially in the gaps, little, little things like that in the tools, so like carpet hides it. So, for these fiberglass bass boat manufacturers to be able to use Sea Deck, they're going to have to come in and, and really oh, now, right, reinforce right things differently, change up the tooling, clean the tooling up. That way, it's, uh, it's, it's ready for all that to be seen all the time. It's just never happened before. And, and this is coming from like engineers at boat companies. I've said, man, why don't, why don't you guys do that? But Express jumped out there a couple of years ago on that X21, X19, started doing it. Their pros jumped on it. They sell that package, dude. They sell a lot of Sea Deck, man. It's really cool. Really cool to see. But in the pontoon world, they've been in oh, it yeah. for, for a long time, you know, Sea Deck. But it's uh, definitely one of the, the best advantages of that boat. It looks good over, you know, John Sokup's got his, his Express is a few years old. Looks Oh yeah, yeah, he fishes a he fishes a lot. I don't think too many guys fish more than that dude. No, John John is all over it. So, three major events this week in pro fishing. Oh yeah, this is this is the week when everybody was like, 
Man, MPFL, nobody needs another tournament trail. It's going to muddy everything else. Too many damn tournaments. And then all of a sudden, we had all three of them at the same time. And it's like, hey, maybe it's too much. It's a lot this week. But live coverage on top of each other. We've been fighting with the Bass Boys at Fork who've been catching them. Our guys here have been catching them. Uh, Not quite the Giants here at Wright Patman, but the quality is incredible. incredible, The average, we talked about that on live today, So that three to four, five-pound average class fish that's in this lake, and and what people at home might not understand about Wright Patman, fairly small. And you've been on the water. These dudes are fishing on top of each other, kicking these stringers out. If it was a smaller field, like the weights would be that much higher because they wouldn't be regurgitating so much of this, you know, so many of these three, four, five. You got guys out there that are literally taking turns going around certain islands and certain things. Like they're literally taking turns or following each other around. Or you start here, you start there, and they go around and meet. It's crazy. It's it's And they're still catching fish behind each other just those high. These islands of these points are right there where these fish are going in and out, spawning and coming up and spawning, I think, and they're – it's, it's wild. Have you seen any, anybody get heated? We saw one on live today, but have you seen anybody no, we, personally? We saw, no, no. Everybody's been respectful to each other. Everybody's been, if they have been getting close, they've been to talk to each other or just like the guys are good to each other out there. You know how the networking goes yeah. and all that. We saw some stuff yesterday from Carson. Carson was fishing. He was cracking. So he comes around one part of the island and Hoheiser comes around the other part of the island, which speaking of that, Hoheiser's been on the island he hasn't left it. Just keeps doing sur- like a merry-go-round, right? But Landon Tucker, he's hung up on a trot line like everybody else has been getting done. At, at right, Pat? I've never seen it like it's two or three times a day somebody's hung up on a trot line. That's crazy. Yeah, true story. So, but anyways, Carson, you got him, man. Well, yeah, I got a spot over there. I got to go over here, though. You can have that spot talking to Tucker. You know what it's Yeah, they room together, so they're, yeah, they're working together. Right on. Yeah, it's co- these guys, the camaraderie is really cool out yeah. here, to say the least, but MLF Big Five, F- former FLW2 RIP Forcewood Cup. I got to say that. Always got to say that. Forcewood Cup. Dudley, former Forcewood Cup champion, right here with us. But they're at Lake Murray. They're blasting them too. So I wrote this in my notes. You and I talked a little bit about this before we hit record for the big cat guy here. Looking at the weights, like FLW yesterday, day one, Big Five, like 16 pounds was down like 30th place. That's a good freaking bag of fish anywhere you go, right? Which Murray's got them. Don't get me wrong. That's great. Lake Fork yesterday, 21 pounds is in 30, 40th place. Special Lake. Here yesterday, though, we saw 15 pounds down to 50th freaking place. That's crazy. 17, 18-pound log jams. My question to you, Mr. 27 years in this, is professional bass fishing right now at its most competitive state it's ever been in weight-wise. Uh, yeah. Think about the evolution of baits. Think about the evolution of technology. We're watching, uh, not here in particular where we're at right now, that's just kind of standard. Flipping. Old school. Old it's school. Old, we're we're saying an old school fishing visual. tournament. But you don't have many of those tournaments nowadays. You're right. So think about what Patrick Walters is doing over at Bass this week. Uh, looking, looking, looking. <laughs> There's an 814 <laughs> right there. 814. He, he, he ain't catching the 814. Without it. Without the live skip. Yeah. Right. So, yes, 100%. We can agree that lures have gotten better. Technology's gotten better. Hooks, a- hooks have gotten better. Absolutely. Hooks have gotten better. So, yes, have we – has the – 
like we talked about earlier. Yeah, let's say we're just throwing numbers. In 2012, you know, the average weight, we're just going to use easy numbers, was 10 pounds, right, to get a check in, in most of these fisheries. Now you're now we're here in 2021, 10, or 11 years later, that same 10-pound bar? Yes, the bar. The bar. At the same time of year, same lake, now that bar is 15. 15 pounds. 15. Yeah. And it, it, it's only – I'm going to say only, but I, I think what's also happened, though, too, is that back in old – I want to say old school days or whatever, there was a handful. Let's just say there was 150 old school fishermen through bass. And I say old school, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Let's just say there was 150 anglers. 50 of those 100 got it. They were dialed. Got it. They under. They knew it. They 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 knew what they were doing. The other ones were, eh, okay, <laughs> right? And I know that sounds bad. But now, but it's, but it's true. It's true. And it's true in any tournament, right? But right. now, the 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 through social the, the excitement about fishing has been raised to here. So instead of fifty people knowing, fifty people like them, fifty, yeah, they got it. Now there's out of the hundred and three hundred, whatever, the, the bar has been raised with. You know, there's that many more people that get it. So then that's going to raise the bar, too. So I think it's twofold. Lures, technology, and the, and the drive for the to become a professional fisherman. I mean, think about my Angela says this all the time, all the time, my wife. She goes, uh, she goes, think about what you did when, when I first met you. She goes, you were fishing for like a $1,500 check and calling yourself a professional bass fisherman. <laughs> Who in their right mind? And, you know, we were like, dude, that's all. 27 years ago, my first tournament I won was a Bassmaster BP Top 100. BP, to, which is what they call the Elite 100. Right, right. It's what same, became the Elite Same team. thing. It's the same thing. It was a Top 100 in the world. And when I was 19 years old, I won it. I won $40,000. Now, yes, I know $40,000 back then. That's a ton of money. But what she's saying is you had to have an overwhelming desire. And she goes, David, you never gave up. You didn't quit. You just focused on this is what I'm going to do. I know I'm called to do this. But now when you start throwing like FLW years ago saying one million <laughs> to the – now we know. It's you know, gone down. Yeah, yeah, the payouts have gone but, down but for we, sure. We, we've all seen the evolution of this, you know, the rise. We've seen the roll. What is that attributed to? Like why? Whoa, that's a deep question. Okay, we, <laughs> we, we've seen We've the got rise. time, David. Right. Let's go. <laughs> low so, budget live. The low lifers want to know. Do you think social media played a role in that? Like far in as the, the decline? Well, yeah, well, far, the gr- because those companies that used to fund that million dollars now put it towards more marketing and social media in, and things. Influencer-based marketing? That's, I'm just asking. I, I think that's been in the last five years. Okay. But I, I think, think about this, though. In whatever it was, 2009 and 10, that was the great... We didn't live in the Great Depression, but for what we Great recession. recession though, yeah. 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 You know, 2009 and 10, I was borrowing money to make it to Florida to get and sold all my rod and reels. Had to stop in Alabama to get enough cash to go there. My friends and family were bringing us food to eat. Okay. What have you, what had you already accomplished though? Because you've told me this story and it's like you'd already, you'd done you well. everything. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You were in the then, cup. Uh, 2003. I don't think no, people same. know that, man. Like, you yeah. won the you won the Millennium Tournament in mm-hmm. what 2000? 
Uh, or was it 99? O two, O two, and O three were the two big money, big years. years. Yeah, big years. So, then, so O nine, O ten, O nine, O ten. Listen to me, O nine, two thousand ten. You're having to borrow money to get yeah. by. And at it that wasn't point. that I was bad with my money. We, and of course, everybody tells you. You didn't Mike Tyson it. You didn't no, buy a tiger or anything it was, like that. Go buy, you know, at the time, go buy pr- property. Property never goes down in value. Never goes down in value. So uh, after those few years, I bought four, built four houses, bought some commercial land. I didn't even spend a dime hardly on myself. Then all of a sudden, 2009 and 10. Uh, and at the time, we were getting school lunches uh, brought to us and for a lady, and they wasn't supposed to do it. But And then they, they I never, 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 ever will forget this. Sitting at the table like this, family table, we had school lunches that they get, and they go, Mom, Dad, they go, this is the same thing we had at lunch for school today. And I had to take it as a dad and go, yeah, isn't that something? That's weird. They didn't know that we were that broke to where we were taking in food from leftover school lunches. So, yes, I have seen it. So what was the decline? We went from $1 million, you know, to paying out $1 million for championships. And, of course, the vision of FLW brought, up the, brought the bar up. So Bassmaster, oh, wow, they're paying $1 million? They had to bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. Then we hit a bar. 2008 and 9, you know, here we go. That's right. Then it t- trickled on down to a half a million, whatever. And then I think we're at. It's 300,000 at the Classic it, now, which was funny for me when the cup changed to 300,000. The Classic was like, yeah, man, we're 300,000 too. It's like, well, that's what their championship is. So that's what ours is going to be, you know, kind of thing. And the money, you're right. Like it just went out of it. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, it went out of it for sure. You had Ranger. You had Ranger boats at one point in time. Like when Suggs won the million, it was a half million from FLW, a half million Ranger Cup. Like he won a million dollars in the cup, and a five hundred thousand of it was was the Ranger Cup bonus. Like yep. you think about that. And that was before you know, of course, Bass Pro bought them and all that years ago. This is when it was still uh, Forest and all, all that crew. But a half million dollars for running a Ranger boat and all that stuff, like you said, right? Done. And gone. I, I can't sit here in. in who am I? I'm not sitting in on their meetings. I'm not their accountant. I'm not where. Why is the decline? I would be guessing at the wind. Right. Yeah. I, I can try to throw out a logical. Well, see, you know, the cost of screws went up. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have no idea. Yeah. All I know is that I've watched the evolution of 27 years. Seen I've seen it. the spikes. Yeah. I've seen the lows. But what is attributed to it is when you throw a million dollar purse out versus hey. Back 27 years ago, if you win or you get a check, you get 1500 Oh, that's right. Our uh, Whatever the entry fee was at the time was just basically getting your entry fee back, which is kind of like what it is now. But <laughs> anyways, you get, you get um, to the point, those young anglers are like, a million dollars? Dang, sign me up. You know, so it inspired the through social media. It's inspired all these young like anglers. Like the, bo- the boom we're seeing now. Yeah. I mean, they you, you know, the... Do you, you can look at numbers, right? And numbers don't lie, and it's just only stating facts. But you know, I'm somewhere in the ballpark of four point five million is what I've won. You know that you say that number to somebody, but in reality, <laughs> you know they're like, "Oh my gosh, Dudley's a millionaire." 
I reckon you could say that, you know, but it's like this. Sport- a million dollars passed through your bank account at one time. <laughs> this could, you know, really, you know, this sport is, they don't know that, like, the entry fees that you're paying. Like, pay to so, play. Yeah, yeah, like on the Bass Pro Tour, I pay $5,700 per tournament to play. $5,700 per tournament at to the, play. At, at the highest level in professional bass fishing. $5,700 to play. Tack on $2,000 of expenses for the week. Is that what you average, room? you think? Yeah, uh, average. So much. if I had to go from Virginia to Texas and then get uh, in a hotel, gas, food, lodging, all the way back, two grand plus tackle, even though we have all the tackle, you always end up buying about $200 of tackle. Absolutely. Doesn't matter who you sponsor by, what you got. No, Fisherman Central, bro, at the new Fisherman Central we were <laughs> yeah. at up there, Catawba, at Old yeah. Erie. Oh, I burned. So, bro. Yeah. So you we watched, yeah, you watched we, Dudley and so we went up there. Them. Yeah, they had a hog trough up there for the grand opening about a month ago. So we went up there. Store, not to do a shameless plug on them. Huge store. If you ever around area, hit Fisherman Central. And they're sponsoring MPFL. It's sponsoring Fisherman MPFL. Central. Over 30,000 square foot of almost all bass tackle. Some of the, just never seen that much stuff in one place. Anyways, this dude, when, when we're about done, gets a, a basket you walk around with. Ended up having two of them. And I think, I'm not going to say what was in them, but my man made it rain in Fisherman Central, son. Yeah, and, and I, I look at tackle like this. <laughs> I mean, made it rain. I can't even – you guys don't know. <laughs> but you think about it. So we're paying a 5000 set on, on our side, I don't know what Bass pays. What, what is it's that? It's like five grand. Oh, they're 5000 We're 5700 yeah, I'll Google that real quick. It, it doesn't – you know, so I'm just – I know what we pay on our tour. So it's $5,700 per tournament to play plus two grand. That's $7,700. If you get a check – which is, uh, I want to say, what? I don't even, I'm, I'm scared to even say what we get paid. But you can imagine if you, if you get a check, then you can probably figure out how much a professional fisherman is, is bonusing per tournament when you, when you get a check. I, 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 I can't even know the numbers, but. I want to I want to ask you a question on a sidebar. Like you say, you've been doing this thing since '87, longer than that, 27 years, whatever. In your opinion, David Dudley, because we all know you don't have a very strong opinion. You're not opinionated. No, player. he's never going to tell you his opinion. Best angler ever, all time best angler, I professional hate, angler. I hate putting ever right. because it puts a period okay, to it. All right, this then that's the end. Well, yeah, you, want, you know when yeah, you hear I'm the like that. goat, greatest of all times. Period. Eh. We all look at who do you, well, you think, who's inspired you? Who have you looked up to? Like who, Rick Klein. Okay. No hesitation. There we go. My man's that's my answer. Yeah, Rick Klein. Me There's too. nobody that I've ever won, and I, I will tell this quick story on this. Nobody on this in the fishing world that I'm like I want to fish with. And Rick, I hope you listen to this and realize how sorry I am. Big low lifer. Big. So huge. So I. Uh, He's invited me so many times. I get done with the tournament, and I'm like, Rick, dude, I'm, I'm the, I said, you could be home. He goes, yeah, come up Wednesday, and we'll fish Thursday. I'm like, dude. Called him, and look, I'm going to go fish with Rick Clunt. The only one I would get starstruck over in the whole world That's because crazy. I just appreciate his way of thinking I, and I, his deep thoughts. I get in town a day early, and I'm like, man, I just, you know, whatever. I knew I couldn't sleep, so I put my earplugs in. I said, I'm going to rest up, and when me and Rick Klein, we're going to go fishing. I'm going to be primed and ready. 
I wake up the next morning, grab my phone, put my phone on silent. I look in there, there's like five missed calls from Rick Clun and like ten texts. Oh, my God, what have I done? I opened it up, and he's like, David, where are you? I'm sitting here. It's 10 minutes late. David, where are you? And I'm like, what the hell? I pick up the phone, and I'm like, Rick. He's like, David, we were supposed to fish Tuesday, not Wednesday. Well, can you stay? Nope, David, I have to go. I That was the only day I could fish. I was so Come on. mad. I was so, so mad. And I was like, the it ain't like the only chance. Of course, me and Rick love each other. But it's like, he's the only one I want to fish with. And I screwed it up. Dang it, man. God. Double D dropping. I, you, you don't drop a lot of balls, buddy. Yeah. Except on magazine covers, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> got it in there. Oh got it in there. God. I can't say that on live, but I got it in there. Did I make you, did that, that get you sweaty? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you the know memes, that story, fat guy? That no, I, well, I, I was talking. I was talking. I, should, I shouldn't have been talking. What'd you say? Uh, he, I said he doesn't I, lot of, drop a lot of balls, except on magazine covers. Oh. <laughs> he had he had a wardrobe malfunction one time in a photo shoot for him. So Brad, oh gosh, low budget live. Low budget live is un. un yeah, let's ashamed. go. Oh, so let's bring go. it on. Let's hear this story. So it's one of my favorite David Dunn. Dudley stories ever. One of my fishing the heroes. Playboy days of David Dudley <laughs> and through FLW at the time. So, and it was it was an honest mistake. So, so I was all right. So I do not wear underwear, right? I do not wear. I have not wore underwear since the eighth grade. I have. Ne- if you put a gun to my head and said, David, go get me a pair of underwears, or I'm pulling the trigger. I'd say pull the trigger because I do not own a pair of underwear. Steady out here, so, just rocking it. My third yeet, my third. And I have to sit next year. to this man on live, y'all. <laughs> my third angler of the year. They had me third. go back and know, sit right. on Bragger. a captain's chair seat. <laughs> he goes, oh, look, Dudley. Man. I want you to put the trophy <laughs> in the one out. leg, and the I want you to hold up three fingers. So I got up there, and you can imagine, I kind of faced the camera. I had my legs, and my shorts were, like, sagging a little bit. It wasn't the only thing sagging. (laughs) It had a tongue going up through there. You know where I'm going with this. Brad Knight calls me up and goes, Dudley. He goes, have you seen the magazine or the, uh, or the, uh, it was on the website. Oh, no, we made the website. Yes. And on the magazine. They go, Dudley, have you seen the magazine? I mean, the website yet? What are you talking about? You better go check this out right away. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He goes, I'm just saying you better go check this out. So anyways, I went to the website, checked it out. Sure enough, he was laying southeast. And I mean, plain as day. He was laying south. He was laying southeast. And I can't understand why the editor would not have. They just sent it. Full send. He was just like. There's a picture of Dudley. Take this one. And so, yes, and the memes that I have got really. Oh, is it still floating it around? I'm going to find well, Oh, never gosh, mind. I'm sure you will find it. Brad, you could probably make about two texts of Brad Knight. He'll get it to you. I heard it from Brad Knight, but my favorite person that ever told me the story or, or was in a group where the story was told and was called upon to reminisce on it was Kathy Fennell. Oh, God. <laughs> and you know, Kat just so proud. She was just like, 
face red, like, oh, yeah, that was, yeah, was, that was something. <laughs> that was true. Because I was like, is it true that this happened with Dudley? And she's like, oh, Like the old NASCAR picture, was it Tim Richmond? Do y'all ever yeah, see that from the 80s? Yeah, with his, with his, his junk out. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, there, there's, a, there's like 12 or 15 NASCAR drivers, and they all have their suits on with all their sponsors. There's like 15 of them, they're double-stacked. But Tim Richmond's in the back row, and he's like right over like Bobby Allison's shoulder. And he's got a zipper down. <laughs> And he got little Bobby just <laughs> flopped out right over Bobby's shoulder. Oh, in a picture. And it was the NASCAR Winston Cup went everywhere back in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, Tim Richmond, look it up. And no, happened. maybe not. It's family no, show. No, yeah, it's, fa- it's a family show. Yeah. Dudley said something today on Jack live. I said, it's a family show. Yeah. Yeah. It's a family show. I'm sorry to put you on the spot like that. That was just one of those things. You know me. I never knew that, dude. That was a crazy That was impromptu. That just popped in my head when I said, you don't drop any balls. And I was like, well. Yeah. Why not? So David Dudley had, you know, a play Mike Concho. Playboy. I'm going to call him Mike, over here. Mike Honcho on, <laughs> on live. <laughs> Dave Honcho on live. It's a good thing it was hot that day, as all I can say. It was taking him <laughs> <All right>. summertime. <laughs> it's a good thing uh, in the old Seinfeld episode. Good day, good. Kramer. Yeah, you know, yeah. George Costanza. Costanza. Yeah. It's a good thing that those AOI titles are decided in the summer (laughs) (laughs) and not in the spring. David Dudley, everybody. (laughs) Dudley, I I don't even know how to get back to where we were going. We were headed... We were headed to a place that I wanted to get to, and then my place. Oh, I thought you were singing. I don't care. I thought you were singing blocks. No, you you were talking about entry fees, and, and it's something I brought up on here a lot that I feel like... I feel like we do a disservice to young anglers sometimes in the glitz and the glamour of the sport, right? Like you're saying, $4 million, a few years later, you're borrowing money, you're eating lunches from schools, you're trying to get by to get back to glory. And now we, you know, BPT starts out no entry fee and it's like the top level sport. And I just feel like our sport is a lot smaller than I think that we portray it to a lot of young kids is what I'm getting at. And even BPT with the minds they've got, the the marketing ideas and different things, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do no entry fees, which is the ultimate dream. Those guys that started that, that was the ultimate dream for a lot of pros. We shouldn't be paying entry fees. And I agree. We shouldn't be paying entry fees. Top level sports, you should not have to pay $5,000 to be a professional angler. It's crazy. NPFL, same way. We're paying $5,000 here. Our guys are doing it. Got over 100 of them out here. FLW same way, at least it's on part because when we started, a lot of people were like, it's bull crap, $5,000. I'm like, look around, cuz. It's right. every tournament trail out there. It's the way the game is played. But do you think it's just, it just comes down to our industry is too small to get those big, like PGA tour type sponsorships that will make it where we can go no entry fee? I think we're. So I mean, here's where I, th- I think nothing. The three of us aren't sitting in accounting for whatever. Country. Yeah, we don't know. We don't, we don't know. We don't like, know. I don't know MLS right. books. I don't know Bass's books. I don't know MPFL's books. Right. Yeah, so I don't know. This is purely opinionated, yeah, you know, absolutely. Of, of what I think. I think that, you know, you asked if the sport has, you know, if, if we're too small of a sport. If anything, years ago when the glory years were here, we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have social media. We didn't have anything. And what I felt like was hurting us as an industry, all we had was a 30-minute um, highlight fi- base. I call them TV shows. Yeah, highlight it was, film. It was yeah, a 30-minute right. TV show. And a magazine. It, and a magazine, right? Yeah. But to me, 
it's like, holy, the reason they, that the sport wasn't growing, it wasn't a basketball where we could watch the game, watch the whole thing. Watch it play out. Right. Yeah. Now, look Live at Live everywhere. Yeah, look, look at why we're here. Right. It so changed it, everything. So, but here's the thing. <clears throat> so now, to me, we have more people watching the sport versus back then and inspiring more, and it would seem like it would inspire more tackle sales, inspire more boat sales, Star Trans sales, yeah, whatever, absolutely. just whatever. Shout out Star Trans. Yeah. And they, so you would think it would be on the rise, but what is keeping us at a, at a, at a plateau? Right. What, why are we, why are we not seeing that million dollar? Are, are people <laughs> using the 2009 and 10? Recession as an are they are companies using COVID as an excuse? Out that mm, we ain't got we fine with that million percent. Yeah, million percent. Is the it? money's there. Yeah, million percent. Yeah, like right now coming out of COVID, tackle sales we're the biggest they've ever oh been. Oh my god! Period. Oh, More guys got cut this year in pro fishing than they ever have before. Yeah, ever, ever. So they're using it as an excuse. I mean, I, I work <clears> with <throat> companies that I mean, I, I've, I've seen it. They're like. And and I and I don't mean like cutting for no reason, but cutting because they're like, hey, we can put more money in our pocket. Oh, dude, we don't you, need thirty of these dudes. We need twelve guys that do a better job. But at the same time, I feel like pro fishermen got lazy. Said that on here a lot. You and I have had this conversation, and I think you and I have too. How many guys do you see now that pissed and moaned about the Guggen squad, pissed and moaned about YouTube fishermen? Oh, yeah. You know, that's stupid. They don't know what they're doing. Ah, oh, that's that's a flash in the pan that are now like. Swipe up, subscribe to my YouTube. You were you the one, first one that ever made me click and think, damn, I better start paying attention to this YouTube thing. You and I had a conversation at Lake Toho in the parking lot of a meeting. You're like, Bubba, I'm telling you. And you were just getting your feet wet with it. And for you to be a veteran guy, I saw you making that change. I was like, wow, that's really, that's interesting. We had this conversation and that's really when I kind of upped what I was doing in the YouTube world or tried to, started paying more attention to it. But so many pros for so long look down on that. They look down on social media. They're like, oh, I get paid for speaking <clears throat> engagements at, you know, at the, at the Bass Pro Shops and at, yeah. at sports shows, you yeah. know, which were huge for a long time. And the only way you got your information, the only way you learned how to fish a spinnerbait is because Bill Dance stood up there and right. told you how. But guess what? You can Google spinnerbait video now. That's a wrap. And you can see 1,500 of them right now. Good ones, mm-hmm. good ones, high production stuff that will teach you the entire thing. So I think when Bass Pros got complacent, it let those companies go, see you. We don't need you. Because last year scared me, and, and, and I'll tell you why. So I do a lot of trade shows. I know you do, you do. But I do a lot of them for TH Marine. ICAST, we have one called IBEX, Big International uh, Boat Builders Conference is what it is. All the boat manufacturers, you name them from around the world, they come to this deal. We set up showing parts. The Miami? It, yeah, it, well, it bounces around. It's in Tampa this year, okay. but uh, it, it's been in, well, the Miami's, the International Boat Show, is actually boat sales. Gotcha. But this is like components, and Tenfold. it's really kind of boring, to be honest. Uh, just I've been a lot. It just is. <laughs> You'll see some cool stuff. Most of the time it's like, oh, look at that plumbing part. That some, yeah, it, is, it is what it is. Not as flashy as people think. But last year was the first time. I've been with TH for 16 years. It's the first time we never had it. And I've been saying for like the last five years, I don't think we need to go to that show. I don't, th- I don't think that show affects our sales one bit. And the bosses a few times, oh, no, man, we got to be a part of it. Got to be a part of it. Got to be a part of it. Kind of got that vibe from the last iCast that we had from a lot of people. They're like, man, I don't know if this is effective anymore. Because 
so much live streaming. What new products do you go to iCast to actually see in person now? Everybody does drops two weeks before now, building up to it, right? So the actual show is not that important. So for the first time in our industry, we didn't have shows, none. Boat sales went through the roof. There were no boat shows. Tackle sales went through the roof. New products got released. Tackle went through the roof. And we didn't have shows. So I think... Oh, no, we I had think shows, we're, but they were virtual. Virtual shows. Yeah, nowhere yeah. near the same. Yeah, yeah. Nowhere near it. And nowhere near the participation either, no, right? Like, people exact, didn't do virtual oh, iCast. Like, they just... Tackle Warehouse did a killer job with virtual iCast. But I still don't think it's... As, it's... I don't, I don't know. Like, it, it, I, there's a paradigm shift I happening. That's what I'm getting at. Like, it's, it's, it's happening. I don't know if I should ask this question. <laughs> oh, let her eat. But Slow budget live, buddy. If we don't say something to get canceled, it's just not right. the three of us working in the room together. Do you think some of this spike is the printed money the last two years? The printed money? The money. The oh, printed. yeah. The, uh, the, just the, the money, stimulus stuff? The printed money. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a little bit, but dude, I, I just feel like, I don't know, I think a lot of people got back to basics. Like a lot of the beautiful part of COVID is I think a lot of people got back to, hey Bro. man, hard reset family, right? Like and the outdoors were all they could quote do in a lot so of places. It, so I think that helped. Rewind to March of last year, fast forward to this March. When I was on the water last March on the Potomac. Bro, well, there normally aren't that many boats on a Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, it was stacked up um, everywhere. Now, this year, they're out there, but nowhere near as much as what they were last year. And we all have friends that may not have huge companies that sell tackle, but we all know somebody in the business that sells things. Everybody's been wiped out. Of everything. So once they sell out, they can't get more because of stuff across the seas. But, it, yeah, it's been a phenomenal. You have people that actually doubled like literally yeah. double their sales. And then tackle companies cutting, steady well, cutting guys. Like, oh, you didn't do enough for us. Well, we got, got to have a marketing budget cut. But now, what like, does that do what? to the next year, year after his numbers, that the influx of it? And I, so many things that go into the whole. To me, of, my concern anytime you see those big spikes is can we retain it? Because it's obvious way. we got some new anglers, right? And you And some new boat owners and things like that. You hope. Was that a flash in a pan deal? Did they just, could they afford to buy a boat for a few months, right? See if they like it. Did they sell that boat later? Are they always going to be a bass boat owner now? Are they always going to be a pontoon boat? That's the kind of stuff I look at. Like, are they going to come back? Because there were definitely new boat owners last year for the first time. Testing whether they bought a used one, new one, whatever, just to get out there. Hey, man, I like this fishing deal. I saw all kind of noobs, <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. at the boat oh, ramp. Yeah. Like, that, oh, that yeah. was for sure. But you wonder, like, do they come back once life gets back to some sort of normalcy? I don't know. I'm rambling. I always ramble. But that is something that last year bummed me out, man, because what, what, or once you know, in the fall when you started hearing of guys taking those hits, taking those cuts, you're going, this year you're going to say that right. the marketing budget's getting cut? Like, come on now. Like, if anything I else, had, and marketing budgets are based on sales. Right. I had quite a few cuts after my fourth angler of the year. 2019, one angler of the year for the fourth time. And whoosh, whoosh, no whoosh. way. Yes, I promise you. 2019, you win your fourth angler of the year. year Let me ask you this. This is a loaded question. Holy crap. Like the loaded question of how do you go find fish on a new lake? No, it's not that. This is way more loaded than that. Oh, gosh. Do you think. Is this LBL part two? Do you think. That it was because you won AOI with FLW and not Bassmaster. Wow. And, and, and I mean, and listen, FLW 
in the, in, in the veins. You know that. FLW would fight for it. But there was an industry perception for a very long time that the elites were better. And you and Andy Morgan and Brian Thrift and Scott Martin, any of the big names at FLW, along with a lot of people that people don't even know their names, could go over there and mop the floor with any of those cats any day of the week. The old field, the new field, whatever. We've seen that. When the split happened, who'd they replace everybody with? FLW guys. Who won? FLW guys. Like, that's what happened, right? But do you think that had something to do with it? Because I, I really believe... There was a stigma for a long time. I do. Well, we know this is that... Comment below. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Bass, there's no denying, and I don't think any league will ever deny that the godfather of... Tournaments. OG. It, it, the classic oh, yeah. is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well, sure. the godfather of bass fishing tournaments is bass. Of course. Bass, right? yeah. That's the godfather. And I'm not of, taking a shot at bass or uh, FLW. I'm just saying... I. Neither am I. I'm just saying the evolution is, hey, Bassmasters was the first to ever come out. No right? doubt. Built a generation after generation after generation yeah, yeah. of, you know, following. And I'm not sure when Red... Uh, well, FLW. The 80s. The 80s. Yeah, okay. Redman so, when, when so it started. They, yeah, so they. FLW they, started in 96. Okay. Sermon won the first one. I think it's 96. Yeah, the FLW tour. The they, tour. They yeah. had. Operation Bass. When we're talking national levels, yeah, yeah. big, giant checks, you know, FL. FL, what were they called back then? I thought it was Red Man Trail. You know, the Operation was, Bass. Operation Bass. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Operation Bass, of course, had. Plenty of tournaments, you know, up and in, in inspired so many people. The Godfather is is Bassmasters. FLW is this. Then, as you look at the evolution, the nineties. Yeah, ESPN. Remember, it started on TNT. Right? TNN. 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 Oh, TNN with Bobka. Oh right. man, was, the juice gosh, it was so awesome. And, you know, we all set our VCR tapes. And That's right. Would watch it and record it and rush home from church. Just I can hear the music playing it. right now. Da, right. Da, yeah. So yeah. we got there, and then of course me being a five year old kid just watching all this. So you got the Godfather. They built our generation. You know, we got excited about fishing. F, uh, Operation Bass got so many people excited, not on the national level. Then it wasn't until 96 when the professional side of that right. come up. Now, they've had their professional side forever. Then you take them with ESPN, right? Jerry McInnes, Tommy Sanders. Which is in every network at, you know household that there is. And then, so FLW actually, so now as far as fame and popularity, People would know you, of course, through ESPN than any station, right? Absolutely. So then you you got 96 uh, in which I think at one time ESPN covered them. Didn't, when they, we were on ESPN at one time. FLW? It, yeah, That's it, what I'm saying. Jerry McKinnon, the, the first ESPN FLWs, two, ESPN 2, two, like 98, dude, that was when I was in my bass fishing, like fandom as, as I don't know, 98, how old I was. But, dude, I've got all those on tape at the right. house. Jerry McKinnis hanging out of helicopters covering the Illinois, yep. like Mississippi River, out of mm-hmm. like the championship, Davy Height one up there, him and Tommy Biffle side by side. No, they changed the game on coverage, which is funny because now that is, you know, that the ended standard. up being Bass's production crew. Right. Still, uh, you know, Mike McKinnis now runs that killer job doing all the live coverage now. It evolved into that. But they, that's when FLW went to me like, skirt. 
and you start seeing the bigger paydays coming. Yeah. You had the team and, and deals, it, the boat raft. Competition all. is good. No right? doubt. No doubt. That's right. And, and I'm not saying there's not I, there's not favoritism for me on, you know, I'm not at any way, shape, or form saying anything negative about any league. Yeah. Just like people have said there doesn't no national professional fishing league there doesn't need what do you mean the more leagues we have the more there's that many people inspired that many opportunities right. for that anglers weird hearing right. that. we it's, don't need that well then you don't like, have to participate bobby you know right. what I mean? or watch or what whatever. are we talking about like, so i think it's an awesome thing that that when flw came out on the professional side it went it forced them i think we were paying 200 and when i say we of course i bleed flw can't even say that no more. Major League Fishing. Big five. The big five. The big but, five. But you got, uh, you know, at one time we were we were 250000 for the championship. In the very <laughs> early years, they were $40,000. Yeah. Still, or $50,000. That's the classic. The, the classic. Yeah, that's right. right. 250 50 So then I was actually fishing Bassmasters at the time. I said, jump back over to FL. I said, if you're. You know, at the time, if you're only going to pay fifty thousand for the classic, they're paying two hundred fifty, and have all these. Still the classic. Still the classic. (laughs) You can't. You could give somebody seven dollars some peanut butter crackers and that trophy, and they're still going to go fish it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got back to back classics in '87. I can vouch. So (laughs) never be done again. Never be done again. He's in the zone. Care less. He's in the zone. The competition. He stepped on. He stepped on your line. So they started. Yeah. Dancing. Yeah, they, you know, it, they started raising the bar, and then I think maybe the industry said when we'll, somebody lowered the bar, screw okay, it. That's what I said. Yeah, lower when the bar, FLW the dropped the overall payout in the cup, Bass is it's like almost like two competing gas, two competing gas stations, no right? Doubt. They keep lowering the gas prices. They finally realize, hey, you, they talk. Hey, why you, you got to give your guys more yeah. if there's nowhere for them to it's go? Bad for that's better, fans, right? I mean, that's the thing. And, and you're talking about competition. When the big split happened in 19, I mean, it made Bass get their crap together. There were reasons those guys wanted to leave, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, it, several different reasons for a lot of them. Oh, yeah. A lot of, There's and, a mass and, exodus for a reason. For, for, for sure. But I think that, you know, there was there – was, so I think it was a lot of stuff that went on behind the scenes that we don't know. The public That's will never know. That's things of that nature. It yeah, was, and I, it was complex. But at the same time, I think the original plan for Bass Pro Tour, if you're a dude that's fished for a living like this guy for 27 years, and you sit in a boardroom like we're in right now, and a guy sits at the other end of it and says, boys, we're headed to the next level, and you're not going to pay your fees. We're going to do what are you going to do? You going to go right. back to paying $40,000, or are you going to follow and go on to the next deal? That's what happened. Like, and then you look around, and all all your guys that you fish against, the top level dudes, they all rolled out. Like, what are you going to do, dude? That's where you're going to go. That's where you end up. Um, I, I and now we see, the, you know, any any league, it's it's almost like a marriage. If you think a marriage is peachy. You know, no matter what you see. If on you, social media. Right. You yeah. know, to see the husband and wife smiling like we're a, such a happy couple. You know, each league had their, you know, internal battles. You no know, doubt. Or, you know, like every league did. It's not like one league had more, you know, marriage problem than this league had their marriage problems. There's pr- marriage problems within every league. But it's know? all about how those problems are handled, right? Right. Exactly. And – 
you know, there was, you know, choice, you know, yeah. (laughs) I like, I like when you, you just, you just, you just set her down. Right there. He landed the plane right there in the Hudson. You hit a goose and landed that that sucker right there in the middle of the damn Hudson. You floated that sucker in that dirty water. Look at you. Right in that water. I mean, are you sweaty? I, uh, no. You're not sweaty. You are sweaty? Why are you sweaty? You've told so many good stories tonight. No, I'm sweating because, yeah, that's. That was I don't feel like you've said anything that's going to get you in trouble. No, I'm no, trying no, no, not to no. lead oh, you to, to the slaughter. Oh, we are is telling history. Yeah, that's right. It's been, a, it's been a history. Back. And I do feel like with a guy like you, it's always amazing. Because I've kept up with this. You've kept up with this. We've been in it. But, dude, and I cover this week in, week out. I'm lucky to get to talk to my friends that, that are doing it on a level that I've never done it at and still doing it. And I got a little taste when I fished FLW for a few years, but, man, dude, you've seen it from, like you're saying, the BP Top 100 days to the classic paying not very much to that ESPN inception of FLW to the Irwin Jacobs coming in and the rap boats and the team deals. And, like, you've lived all of that right up to the split where you and I were still fishing FLW when the split happens. You and I had conversations because there was rumors that they were going to buy FLW. We were hearing that. Um, FLW addressed that with us An angler panel meeting They're like look There are rumors all the time Other companies try to buy us Yes Conversations have taken place But You know We can't elaborate more And that was basically What we got And we were working hard Dudley you were on angler panels You were talking about With FLW You bleed FLW Dude So many meetings Like hey This has got to be better This has got There was so Always a lot of Disgruntled people In FLW So to say bass Or disgruntled people That it's like you said. Every turn, every turn, we're two tournament trail, two tournaments in the MPFL. There's some of these guys that are probably like, "This sucks. That sucks. Want to change this?" Because as fishermen, I feel like we're never satisfied. I th- I Ever. Th- I think it. And we could call anybody out, and I'm not saying organizations, or I'm not. You know, I'm just talking about people in general. If you hear somebody say, "Man, we just want to get people into fishing." You know, it's such a great grow sport. the sport. Grow this, you know. We're go, you mm. know, we're going to grow the sport, and then they go, "What? There shouldn't be another league." That's you know exactly. Happen- what you know? Who grew the sport in the last five years? Who's grown the sport the most? Uh-oh. YouTubers, social media, period, a million yeah, yeah, percent, yeah. period, yeah, million. Google Squad averaged one and a half to two million subscribers making fishing videos. Everybody said they didn't know how to fish. Okay, there's a bunch of kids buying a bunch of baits. Yeah. You know, the right. Ben we, Millikens of the world. Oh, yeah, so we, you know, hear, we, we hear Fluke the Millikin and we hear Fluke yeah, Master's yeah, OG. OG, yeah. absolutely. Nick Smith and Foreman no Fisherman OG. No doubt. You have no got, doubt. It's, it's huge. And there are a lot of guys out there that have hundreds of thousands of subscribers that we aren't aware of. They don't give a damn about Bro, tournaments. And they are and the people selling that follow stuff them. left and right. And it's son. not even about that to, to me as much as the fact that I do feel like we get a little like this, and this is a podcast where I cover tournament fishing, obviously. It never starts out like that, though. It never starts out like when you're at the 5,000, you're not selling product because nobody's approaching you. That's right. When when you start making that good content and you start trending, then they start knocking on your door. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you get in a situation to where you'll see your guys, you'll see your creators when their content used to be true, organic, and, and pure. 
and then they get sidetracked because they start getting them knocks on the door for that money. Hey, man, we'll pay you so-and-so if you push this product. Yeah. Even though Bobby doesn't even know what that product is, he can't turn down that money. And then his content changes and all that, and then becomes more of a business, which is nothing's wrong with that. But let me ask you this, though, because you, you, you've had a, in the social media world, dude, I mean, born and raised in it, basically. The character, Fat Cat Noob, like yeah, when man. you started doing the funny videos, you had this dream. And I, I hear you talk about sponsors. <clears throat> you were this cat making these crazy videos, and then all of a sudden, one day, dude, you're the face of Cash and Rides. Yeah, you're man. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, how, was so that certain, was yeah, that yeah. was that strange for you? I oh, guess dude, is my this question. Is like, strange is that, right now? This is not who I am. It's so weird. I don't know how much to peel back, but no, I still feel weird. Like <clears throat> people want to associate me or Fat Cat with their company. I'm like, I'm just some guy that makes dumb videos. Like, you want me representing your brand? It's and I, I'm so appreciative. It puts me. I'm just. I never thought I'd be in a situation, bro. Yeah, man. I've been a blue collar dude. I've worked all my life, like driving trucks and doing this, and I made a dumb video. I got a GoPro for Christmas or Sunday where I got. It was, I, don't, I had a GoPro and I made a dumb video because I fished a club, Fredericksburg Fishing Club. Shout out to you boys. I was fishing that and I just made a dumb video. And then when I went to the next tournament, a few of them they repeated some of the lines I said. I may have said high kick or Bobby. I don't know. And then I made another one. By the third video, I had a company reach out to me. I don't have that many views. And then another company. And shoot, within three months, Cashin had reached out to me. And I've been with Cashin for seven, eight years now. And I've had so many different companies. It's been that long with Cashin. I guess I yeah, realized Yeah, it was probably uh, 2014. I was probably June of 2014. No kidding. I've been with them dudes. Yeah, man. I've been with some other companies that, that went different ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just be careful, man. I will give this piece <laughs> of advice. This is real talk. Be careful who you associate yourself with in this company. Yeah. Don't just take anything somebody's willing to give you. Just, just take your time, man. Find your zone. Find your stride and do your thing. But just don't take something. People are going to want to give you a lot of stuff, and they're going to approach you. Hey, man, I like your content, man. Here, I got a sweatshirt for you. Hey, I got this for you. They're, it's nice, but they're giving it to you for a reason because they want you to wear it. I, I don't know, right. man. Just be careful, man. Protect yourself. Protect your brand. It's just the main thing. Be careful who you associate yourself with. And I think with. David would say that as I've a guy. Because I've gotten burned. I've yeah, gotten yeah. burned, man. I've I, I given everything. One of, the great, uh, one of the greatest things that was ever said to me early was, on in my was that by me? That's what he just said. What yeah. he just said. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> he appreciates the advice. He's been selling himself short for that's years. That's why I don't associate myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> is, uh, I, I got you. So it is, uh, I was in, just signed with Ranger. So I've been with Ranger for 26 years because I didn't have the boat the first year. 26 years with Ranger. And Sammy Lee, a guy named Sammy Lee, took me out to dinner and I had, 19 years old, just won a tournament, doing well. He looked at me, and I'll never forget this. He said, Dudley, he said, this industry is too small. And he says, be careful of who you agree with because it's such a small circle. By the time you burn these bridges, you're going to be circling right back, and they ain't going to want you. And I went, you know, at 19, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. Think about how many boat companies, you know, when a, when a guy – I think you lose value with your fans when you, for instance, jump around. Make let's for instance, you have a frog. This is the best frog in the world, right? And then the next company gives you fifty more dollars a month. No, 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 no. Two more free frogs. Yeah, this month is. I mean, this this frog is the best frog. 
And then the next company comes in and says, no, this is a, we'll give you $25 more a month if you come sign. Okay. It, but you lose. Now, I feel like you lose. And then million percent. And used to, million you could get away with it. You lose credibility. You could get away. Think about this. You could get away with it 10 years ago. But now what do you got to do every time you get a new sponsor and they want them one social media post a month? Well, everybody that follows you sees it. When you just had to stand on stage, people, they, they probably didn't pay attention. But now I can go look you up. I can go, wait a second. That sucker told me a Zoom trick worm two weeks ago was the best thing in the world. Now he's telling me about Bobby's freaking oh, yeah, well, somebody uh, garlic like, I'm, worm I'm gonna, or whatever. You I'm know what I mean. I'm going to go buy what David Dully no says doubt. to go buy. No doubt. So when I go by and I listen to him, he said it was as the best. As long as it like ain't a said. shaky head. <laughs> 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 been through that. We're not even getting into that. But no, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah just hey, I, what I tell the guys at Cashin when I when I deal with new guys at Cashin, not that I'm a, a somebody like that at Cashin, but what I'm getting at is I tell my guys, man, that, that, that I associate with, you don't have to say it's the best ride out there. It's just the best ride you've ever used. And that's it make right? This is the best well, I've you, ever used. Because when you say it's the best yeah. out there, you don't know. You haven't used put everything the, out there, the right? Period on it. Right. That's right. Tree, we talked about that earlier. And, and to me, it's, it's like you got your proficiency rides. I'm using Abu. You're using Cashin. It's a confidence thing, but more important, like you've got to believe it. And a lot of people just sell out, like you're yeah. saying, hey, man, we want you to, if you, I'll give you some of these free rides. If you don't believe in what you're using, you're wasting your time, in my opinion. Like, pick, and there's a lot of guys let me that add don't. to that, real quick, though, to a certain extent. So for the longest time, I didn't need any money from social media. I had a great job. I was doing great alone. Didn't need anything from the fat cat world. Had was good. Well, I put my, I quit my job to do fat cat full time. Right? How long ago was that? A year? <clears throat> yeah, about a, a little over a year. Right. So it used to be a time I would pick and choose. I wouldn't. I just deal with who I want to deal with. But now, when you put yourself in a situation where you don't have that cushion, you think differently. You, you know what I'm saying? Because now. Now this is my livelihood. Now I'm like, well, I wouldn't have done that when I had a full-time job, but now let me think. So if things are more tempting now, you still have to be true to yourself and think about how things will be perceived. But this is how you're making your living, though. This yeah, is how but you're... so it, it, it's, it's a slippery slope. You just have to be careful how you carry yourself and how, how you you know, support those brands that you associate yourself with, no I guess. No doubt. I feel like I'm getting too serious, but... I think this has been fun. I'm just speaking out from experience. I, if with that anybody's kind of stuff. still listening at this point, and I feel like they are, <laughs> viewer duration is important. We went deep. Yeah, man. We deep. went deep on photo shoots. We went deep on freaking just entry fees, and we were, we were, <laughs> no doubt. We were all over the place. I don't know if you. Uh, Dudley, I mean, you know the song, so apparently you listen to Low Budget Live. This is every episode, okay? But normally it's just me by myself rambling. So I'm, I'm grateful to have my brothers in here rambling right on, with brother. me. Appreciate you having Ra- us on. Rambling with me and uh, about all the craziness that is bass fishing. Of course, we're at the National Professional Fishing League. I feel like I finally got to where I can say that without fumbling over it. It was a long name in the beginning. Today. I was like, I'm uh, so, so stupid. I finally got like at, at uh, I was saying inaugural event down at Ufall, and I can't believe I never flubbed that too many times. But MPFL here, Texarkana, of course, this is a podcast for Monday, April 26th. I appreciate these guys coming on. Hopefully, y'all all watched plenty of bass fishing. This is coming to you Monday, like I said. Hopefully, you watched as many 
minutes of MPFL Live as you could, get to see us doing our thing, watching our guys out there on the water, killing it. Of course, I don't know who's going to win this tournament right now, Keith Carson, but uh, Keith Carson's got no, the lead I, as we record this, but it's it's going to be a shootout. Can I, get, can I get credit for calling him if he does win? Oh, I, yeah, you did. I Coming out of practice. Carson. His initials are Keith Car- Carson. His initials, his the, initials, the, the winner of this event, is his, his initials, initials are Keith Carson. Are Keith Carson. Who's going to win the Elite Series? Have you looked at it today? Because I haven't. <laughs> it's Friday um, night. I do no research for this show. His I initials are Brandon Card. Oh, he's he, leading it. Did he smash him today? Yeah, like twenty-eight what pounds today. Kyle, Kyle, the, his Kyle initials special? are Brandon oh, Card. Maybe Will should get another eight pounder today. Walters. Walters. My my bad. Sorry, Walters. My bad. Don't. Sorry, Patty. Patty Walt. Don't hit me. Petty Walt got the short shorts. He, he'd be yeah, in a he, damn he, David Dudley oh, really? photo shoot if he ain't careful. He ain't had the short shorts. He's showing that sweet meat off. chilly out there. Got to be careful. Yeah, got to be careful you end up on FLW's website. <laughs> and now that they're competing even more because of BPT, picture like that goes around, straight up going to get shared over there on FLW. Like, hey, look at what Everybody Patrick Walters is. Everybody's going to be saying, out. dude, here's the thing. I mean – if you got it, flaunt it. That's what I say. Hey, dude, hey. <laughs> you said it was summertime, and bring it. <laughs> I, top 10, Brandon Carr, Quentin Capo, Patrick Walters slipped to third. You only have 15 pounds a day with an eight-pounder. It's a little tougher mm. day. Taku Ito, who is He's been the most fun guy to watch on oh, live yeah. fishing maybe ever. Oh, my gosh, dude. Oh, he, up in, he, has the, he, he was a rookie last year, killed it. But he uh, made the top ten down at Sabine. He's funny. Three, eight, dude. Oh, that dude! Yeah, yeah. one dock for yes, that 30, guy. Yes, So hours, when he get he gets so cold. excited. Chad Morgan Taylor, Brandon Cobb, Austin Felix, Brian Snowden, Lee Livesey, Seth Fighter, top ten after day two, forty three pounds to make the cut. There, I want to see what it took to make the cut. I know Brandon. Two Clark day total. That's not right. Yeah, 32 pounds. It only took 16 a day to make the cut at Fork. It got tougher there today, too. Yeah. A lot of bed fish. Same, same as here. A lot of, a lot of well, shallow spawn fish. Compare, it's going to take – what's it going to like, – here? Well, if we had – okay. Oh, hang on. Let me look right. at that. Yeah. So, 49th place at Fork because everybody's been freaking out, and they do have bigs. It's been fun to watch, I'm sure. 32 pounds, 3 ounces to make 49th place. I'm going to pull up wow, MPFL. It's going to be, uh, gonna oh, it's gonna be, be close. Oh, bro. They're, they're going to have us by a little bit. That's 16 a day. And I think we dropped today some. Uh, was some dropped? Yes, some yes, yesterday we were we were 15 pounds and 50. So we'll be a little lighter. Let's see here. Damn. Yeah, 50th place, 29. So the guy's by three pounds uh, over it. But 29 pounds in comparison. Four, oh, exactly. Right. We're this is a hidden gem in are, Texas, dude. Where are the Wright Patman big bass we heard about? I don't know. We have not seen a bass. We've we heard of guys losing giants. We had a couple guys catching giants and pre-fishing, which I'm sure they regret, but yeah, we haven't seen anything come across the stage that was over seven. Have not seen a seven. We had a 615 today, yep. so we almost got there. We haven't seen an eight, yesterday. haven't seen a seven. I'm talking to a lot of guys that are saying they're losing. Can I, I can see what the 615 was caught on, right? Yeah, of course. It's caught on a pink trick worm. Spinning rod. Dang. Believe it or not, Double D. Spinning rod. No, Finally. I'm not. Why are you why, no, I'm lying. Pink? It was you, pink. It was a pink, wacky rig Seiko. I mean, huh? I know a guy likes to throw pink. I like to why, throw pink. Why are you pointing to me with hey, pink? Hey, a, a bait you told me about in pink 
got me and my son a check the other day in a local tournament, and he was bragging on David Dudley all day because I told him, I was like, David Dudley told me we got through this. And we threw it, we caught a bunch of them, and he was like, Dad, this is awesome. He was I saw a lot of stuff with Tink, but what was it? The thing you showed me, you follow, I ain't going to say out loud. Uh, I'm going to say it out loud. Does it uh, rhyme with helicopter lure? I do have a prototype. Boomerang. That is about to come out, the David Dudley prototype, Wacky Worm, that I'm building. And I looked at it the other day in the pool, and it's far exceeded my expectations. I didn't even know it would do. I don't think people. Okay, I want to. I want to. Dude, I gotta ask this because yeah. I want to ask you because you were plugging your crap on live today. <laughs> was he really? <laughs> oh my god! He was like, oh. what an opportunity. He's like NPFL live. Yeah, I tell you guys. You know, I can't believe nobody's throwing wacky worms. Let me tell you about this wacky worm I got. Huh? I'm like, dang. Really? You know, he slid it right in there, and I. Hey, listen, I love my brother. So I was like, ownership's gonna send you an invoice for that. Oh. Trust me, Brad Fuller was in the room. <laughs> was listening. You, that time is not cheap, my friend. I've seen those invoices. So here's the or he'll just walk and send you a paycheck. Yeah. Goes, oh, there you go, Dudley. You got your shameless plug in. My my quit and I'm being serious. Because you spent a lot of time in swimming pools. You explained that to Fat Cat about shaky Jeez, hands. <laughs> bro. I thought we were going to get in a fist fight. <laughs> Over shaky hands. I'm not arguing with the four-time AOI about nothing. I've learned that a long time ago. Because me like and Dudley argue. have argued, but I'm like. He put me on the spot so many times today on live. He's like, Luke. <laughs> yeah, he was. Did he really? that and was dude, so I would take funny. the damn bait, and then I look like a goon because I can't catch a bass half as good as this guy, quarter as good as this guy. And he'd be like, do you believe that blade combinations and spinner baits matter? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, well, sometimes it's cloudy. I like to throw willow. And then I'm halfway through talking. I'm like, this son of a bitch. <laughs> And then he was like, Luke, do you throw dark lures when it's cloudy? <laughs> and I'm like, he's just setting me up. And then he goes into one of his Dudley. I've been calling him Double D, the instructor. He goes into this professor, you know, Pete Glusick's a professor. But he goes right. into just breaking it down. Dr. And I'm w going, over here. yeah, I know. I just walked out it and he was like. I can't see us on camera, of course. We're just commentating the live action. He's like, mm hmm, gotcha. Walked into that again. Luke, do you believe that braid is better in bushes? And then I'm like, I like floor comment. Wrong again, stupid. I've got four A1. That's how it's been for three days, dude. Two days. Five days now. That was it. Yeah, he really got cranked up today. He's feeling, he's feeling his oats yeah, he's a little bit today. Himself, yeah. Yeah, but any, but what? I wasn't going to end with what this. What were you trying well, to I was trying to say, sorry. I had to say that because you were, um, Luke, let me ask you, like he cares about my fishing opinion about anything. Oh, right, yeah. He, he fished know, against he, me. He'd be we like, already he'd know come in and be whose like, Bubba, he cares about. Bubba, did you, uh, did you catch any today? No, and I was like 112th. Right. Like I, in his AOI year, I had like the worst finishes I've ever had. So anyways, you're welcome. I contributed to your AOI. Didn't get in your way. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking credit. What makes... I'm a wacky worm guy. You and I talked about this, and you've been in my head for a long time because you're confident about everything. But some things, like I'm like, okay, I know. The wiggle. I already know where you're going. I, I know, but I'm saying for everybody listening at home, a wacky worm is a wack. To most people, a wacky worm is a wacky worm is a wacky worm is a wacky worm. You've thrown them in pools. I'm not going to give away the one you throw all the time because I don't want anybody to know because I finally got it out of you after years. You, he owed me in a bet. Because I already he know. I, yeah, yeah, I, you know the deal. I don't, so, yeah. But here's the thing. 
That's what it is. It's an action thing to you, then. Is it a rate of fall thing? Because rate of fall is huge to me. Keep going. Rate of fall. All of it attributes to the dancing, right? So you got. It's all about the wiggle. How do you how do you know how it wiggles? How how do you know how it falls? Or, what did you do? To, or are you what, getting into or, how he knows and detests yeah, he's done? Yeah, yeah. Or how? Okay. When you put your snorkel and your mask on, I know, but you don't have gills. I'm saying, how do you know which wiggle? And I know you take you you see it in the pool, but how do you base? Okay. This is the exact wiggle those bass want. And it's the same with crankbait guys and everything else, right? There's certain actions, right? That's we can true. all agree. It's seasonal what, as well. What made you go, this is the one? That, that's, that's, where, that's what trips me up with bass fishing. So, so in fishing, we'll all attribute to this, like cranking, right? Most people throw a crankbait and they're just like, whatever, yeah. this is the, that's what I do. Steady retreat, Steady, yeah. Right here. Not... But in the crankbait world, if you get caught up in this rhythm, you're going to suck. Game over. You're not you going to catch. catch. That's right. You will go. You Eventually. Will catch some. If you throw a wacky worm out there, let it sink, twitch, 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 you will catch some. But it's understanding, like if you watch the cadence of my dance with my rod and what I do, when I let it fall, when I don't let it fall, how, how quick I'm picking it up between this bush to the next bush and what it's doing – that's a complicated issue. But the number one thing... <laughs> and that is, is what you're not getting, ladies really and gentlemen. You skipped right over issue. that. People but have, you can buy the David Dudley microphone <laughs> available now at Walmart. <laughs> but, but when you have... To me, the number one thing is the wiggle. And you can dance... You can dance your wacky worm in so many different ways to make them bite. But when you have a natural wiggle and... That's what I want. When I'm not doing on the fall, on the fall, when I'm not doing anything, and what I found out, and just I kind of had an idea, and I started putting some ideas together about seven or eight months ago. Built some different things, took them to the pool, whatever, blah blah blah. I got the week before I got here, I got some of the prototypes built, and of course I'm jacked up, and I go out there and put them in, and it it like I was like, wow, didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. Like, that's why I'm jacked about it. Yeah, so I didn't see that coming. So, yeah, it it went way beyond what I thought would happen. And it'll all show in a video. Like, there ain't no hiding. I will take what is standard. You'll see it in the pool. And I'll take mine. And I'll show you in a pool. And you just decide. There ain't no trick photography. So, when you're pouring those, you're getting those poured salt-based Stuff oh, or not, or yeah. or is it just the consistency of the plastic? How, no. how are you? Yeah, it will. There's a certain weight that I want. Okay. It ain't no. It is the cocaine gram scale, the marijuana. <laughs> Come out! Whoa, whoa! Like, hey, whoa. it's a kids show. The, but after we get off the air, other people use. I have my gram scale that I got. Triple beams. <laughs> Old school. Never mind. So I'm dating myself. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's that. Fat cat will be uh, performing. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> He's the one talking the crazy stuff. So real quick, though, I know you're trying to end, but Beans were talking about yeah, that. The story you told me about how at one time you and you didn't name names, but you guys said you had bought a bunch of the different types of those stick baits and actually tested different yeah. ones. So you guys got underwater. It's amazing. Right. So you, 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 you tested the rate of fall, the action, things of that nature, Absolutely. correct? Absolutely. If you think... 
If you think stick baits are all the same, you better wake up and smell the coffee, dude. Yeah. You better wake up and smell the coffee. I you can tell they can tell me what brand they're throwing. And I can tell you right now, I will smoke your hind end. And let me touch right there. So we were at an event together. We, I was working a show. We were working a show somewhere. And I'm not going to – I'm going to be kind of vague with this because there was a guy there that, that was working for a certain company, and he that certain company had a stick bait. And me being me, we were talking or whatever, and I was like, well – and you had said this earlier that day, and I think I had gotten you to come over to where I was, where he was at, or he was around the corner – I was like, David Dully, where would you say the best place to throw these were? He said, in the trash. <laughs> uh-huh. but, but, but like you say, you said that based on what you like out of a stick bait. Not that they're bad, but no, you, they, they didn't have that. the action. <laughs> well, right. They're that bad. They now, are trash, he said. Yeah, that, a good place to put them in is called a Rubbermaid trash can. <laughs> you should store those in the Rubbermaid trash can. And let but to go back into the what you guys rate and how you rate them things falling. Yeah, it's the fall rate, it's the dance, when it starts to shimmer, if it shimmers. You know, the shimmer is, you know, on, on stick baits, the shimmer is on the fall. Some of them never move, never move. Some of them at eight inches or whatever, I can't, you know, at eight inches you start to see the shimmer, right? Some of them just, you know, we, and we did it fair uh, every when I test stuff, I'm not fa- I'm not uh, what do you what's that word? I'm not uh, propaganda not, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if I, I don't care, like it's no. I just show me the pure facts, and that's what I want to do. So I keep everything. And you what this summer when I start doing the YouTube vi- underwater study and lures, and we're gonna put it on my channel, study and lures. It's amazing what you can learn about a lure just like i built a bladed bait coming out it's just come out last month same thing with a bladed bait i built a bladed bait uh with tree shaker tackle is that it's amazing what it does compared to the standard and i'm not saying that mine is 100 correct and but what it's built to do is phenomenal like phenomenal bladed bait but either way i do enjoy studying I want to know pure facts. Just show me the pure facts. Fact: When you throw it in a pool and I swim down, what what it do? It did that. Okay, what it do? Okay, it did that. Hey, throw maybe it in he, maybe he does have gills. Hey, you throw know, it in the pool. Up, dude, I've never been a man ate up with fishing like him. No, no, I know. Throw, throw all kinds pool. of fishing too, bro. bro. Throw it in a pool. Did it stand up? No. Okay. Oh, Throw I know what you're pool. talking about. Whatever. Did it, million I, times, million times. We're not getting. We're done. All right, wrap it up because I'm not getting into this. I know did what he's talking about. We're not in the podcast it. by saying I watched these two get into one of the greatest arguments bro. ever. We're all feeling it. You follow, man. Love you, bro. We killed it. Yeah. NBFL live crew for life. And then Fat Cat brought up shaky heads. And I wanted to get in the truck and leave immediately. It was like watching mom and dad fight. Just, guys, stop it. You're bothering me. Because David loves his shaky head. And it's the, and it's the only one that stands stand, up. I built a stand-up shaky head. <laughs> I did. I built a stand-up shaky head that... I tested in a pool. I could cast it a thousand. Olympic sized pool. Let's get that right. Yeah, oh, Olympic yeah, that was part pool. of the argument. I should have ended it this. Would stand up <laughs> I'm sorry. A thousand times in the pool. 
And I will put it up against any brand, shaky head, cast for cast, same line, same whatever, same whatever you want to say. And I'll show you a video for facts. It don't matter to me. Where can they thousand dollar bill down here? Where can they watch that video? Where can they watch? You got a thousand. I will lay a thousand. You got a thousand dollar bill? I know, right? That's cool. Lay a hundred dollars. Here we go. He's getting in that zone again. All right, guys. That's this highway. Ladies and gentlemen, all you bunch of low lifers out there, I appreciate you each and every week joining me on LBL. I know we're all over the place, but that's what us three do when we get together. And I just they, they were like, "What are we gonna talk about?" I was like, "Turn the camera on and roll, man." I, I told y'all a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of the episodes when I was talking about a, a big decision to not do LD and the MC anymore, that I wanted to just get back to doing why I started this podcast, which is a lot of fun conversations with my buddies. Going to start bringing the gear out with me on the road more and more and more. I used to do this in hotel lobbies all the time. We do LBL. And then I got lazy because I like the LBL bar and grill now. I ain't going to lie. Like, I like having my stuff out there. I go out there and hit record back to the family. But when I'm on the road with my buddies, I want to start doing more LBLs like this. So I want to thank the big cat and Double D over here for joining me. Thank each and every one of you for watching every single week. Make sure you hug your mama and your daddy. I'm going to take you out. With some Biloxi Blues written by me, sung now by David Dudley. I don't know if my voice can do it again. I hear Here it I is. And I'm going to see y'all next week after the Bassmaster Open. Wish me some luck in the comments. I need all of it I can get, even on the home pond. Let's Trust me. Let me hear you. Let me hear There we go. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens, leaving those burdens at rest, Dudley. Because this highway... I do. I, I wasn't gonna blow the mic out. Don't care. Okay. <laughs> that is the, that's a problem, right? Headed to Bassmasters <laughs> for a Southern <laughs> Open, and I'm gonna kick their little spell. <laughs> Cause what? I'm just a white bearded man with going down to Mississippi to kick their again <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>